In the summer of 2019, I fly to Israel with a single goal in mind. I want to play a song, but not just any song. I want to play a klezmer song. Klezmer is the music of Eastern European Jews. Most Americans recognize it as Hava Nagila, or the music that inspired Fiddler on the Roof. But the tradition, as I would soon learn, is so much more. But let's start at the beginning. My name's Dan, and I'm a musician. I've played the piano and violin for the last 10 years, but mostly classical music. My parents grew up and met each other in Ukraine but they moved to Israel with my mom's family after the fall of the Soviet Union. So, it's weird to say, but before the summer, I knew nothing about Klezmer. After a few years living in Israel, my parents had my brother and me, got green cards a year later, and moved us all to the United States. San Diego. Growing up in the suburbs and gorging on pork tacos, we didn't talk about Judaism much. There were no bar mitzvahs, no Sunday school, and certainly no klezmer. Halfway across the Atlantic now, shivering under my blanket, sitting smack in the middle of a crying baby and an orthodox man praying, having the time of my life. The hours pass as I imagine my plan over and over again. It's a simple one. Maybe it's to feel more Jewish, or to learn a new style of music. But I'm going to spend two months interviewing different klezmer musicians. With that knowledge, I'll compose a piano song to play at the largest klezmer festival in the world. That's right, no pressure. The largest klezmer festival in the world three days and 200,000 people in Svat, a city nested in the northern mountains of Israel. When I arrive in Tel Aviv, the air conditioner in my apartment is broken. It's the end of June and even the furniture is sweating. But I drop my bags, settle in, and start reaching out to musicians. My first interview is a Skype call a few days later. I sit down on my creaky bed, slap the heat away, and introduce my project to Matan Wagoda, a scholar of Jewish music. They amazed me their intensity, especially the Eastern Europeans ones that really had had it hard, had a hard life, and they could you could really hear that through their music. Um, and their music is not so, it's not as beautiful, it's not as perfect, but that's exactly what I like about it. The music is a result of over 500 years of history and dozens of countries where Jews lived in Eastern Europe. I remember thinking to myself, this is something I've never heard before. 
you can tell klezmer by its traditional instruments, clarinet, accordion, and violin. Sometimes people sing as well, but the lyrics are usually wordless, just syllables, la 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 or di da di. These nikunim are, they're, they're slower, they're more at ease, they have this uh, spiritual intensity. You could feel the humanity in them. We finish the interview and I step out onto the street. It's already night. I walk under orange streetlights, past stubby white buildings and scooter racing teenagers. And a stray thought slips by. Why don't the lyrics have any words? My train whizzes past the sea. A thick layer of dirt covers the windows. I'm traveling an hour north to Haifa, the third largest city in Israel, a city built on a mountain that rises from the sea. I sit back in my seat, go over everything I did this week, interviewed two more scholars, reached out to the festival organizers about performing. The train groans to a stop. I pull on my two backpacks and get off. The cabs are expensive on Fridays, so my slow hike up the city begins. The salty breeze hits me on the way. This is the city where I was born. The city where my parents lived, with my mom's parents and her brother, Grandma Faina, Grandpa Vita, and Uncle Aliak. They're still here, and this will be the first time I've seen them in two years. My grandma's tiny apartment, our Shabbat dinner consists of pan-fried chicken and pink salami slices, all chewed over in silence. My uncle offers up a soft smile from the table. He's happy I came, but the mood is a somber one. Grandpa Vita is in the hospital again. We don't know yet, but tomorrow he's going to die. We get back from the hospital the next afternoon. The sun glares through the window. The three of us slump down on the couch. We're burning hot, caked in dust and sweat. We hug each other, call the rest of the family, and nibble on vanilla ice cream, and sit some more in silence. My face stays blank. He was wonderful, but old, I reason. And I need to be the calm one in the family now. Besides, all I can think is a single thought racing on repeat in my head. This song is for him now. Mm -hmm. 
My grandma encourages me to go back to Tel Aviv for a bit, to get away from everything. There's little time to rest. There are more interviews that week. Many of the musicians, like American-born violinist Daniel Hoffman, drive home how klezmer has always evolved through time, merging with other cultures and genres, even up to today. Yeah, well, it, it kind of brings together a lot of my, uh, a lot of my loves, a lot of my influences. Mm -hmm. You have Western classical music, you have klezmer, you have Middle Eastern music, maybe some jazz. All together. Yeah. In a kind of, yeah, in a stew, in a, in a pot, kind of simmering in its own juice. Back in my room, I read about how modern klezmer is played all around the world. There's jazz-infused klezmer in New York, punk rock klezmer in the Bay Area, Balkan-based klezmer in Greece. All musicians taking the Eastern European core and adding their own style. And now that I have to start composing my song, I realize I can do the same. The mall smells like shawarma and plastic. My right arm clutches a large black bag as I stroll through. I was supposed to rent a piano for my performance, but in the store, I remembered what Daniel told me about putting my own spin. I sit down on a bench, think of my grandfather, how rugged, simple, and wise he was. I pat the case on the back. Inside is an instrument just like him. Neon signs shine around me. Instead of a keyboard, inside is a cheap, honey-colored guitar. Okay, I'll be honest. I've never played guitar before. On the train back up to Haifa that week, the strings curdle under my fingers. But I think you would have liked this guitar. Grandma, uncle, and I spend the weekend baking potato pastries, debating Israeli politics, feeling the sadness in the room. It's the bitter pastries, the flicker in the ceiling light, the hum of the air conditioner, like the hum of the hospital machines. Where is God? Why couldn't I save you? It's the middle of July in Tel Aviv. The waves ripple with blue moonlight. Warm sand crunches under my feet. The organizers finally got back to me today. 
Sorry, all our slots are closed. But send me something soon, and I'll give you a chance. A chance is all I need. The next week is spent torturing my guitar and traveling around Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, meeting more musicians. It's packed, the 32nd year that they're having the Eisner Festival, so probably it's, it's working. You can do whatever you like. It's not like a classical music that you play what is written. But it's what Gall, a clarinet player, says that hits the hardest. I, I really hated people that every time I used to say klezmer, they start saying it's music from the Holocaust. Everyone, like, you know, they had these black and white pictures from the Holocaust that connected with this kind of music. And it freaked me out. And I really was angry about them. Can't you understand? It was like huge culture that was there and, and this culture like vanished in once. His words dragged me down from my composing cloud. Very joyful, energetic is how Aaron, a trombone player, describes Klezmer. But Gall's right. That joy also beats with heart-shattering history of Jewish culture, Klezmer, destroyed during the Holocaust. A history this summer I've so far ignored. That weekend, Graham and I sit at the kitchen table, flipping through books of tattered sepia photos. Grandma shares stories about her childhood in a Jewish village in southern Ukraine, about her family evacuating to Kazakhstan when she was four. Did you ever listen to Klezmer growing up, when you came back, after the war? No. Never. The Nazis burned her village down, and Soviet musicians rarely played Jewish music. I spent hours listening to her life, quietly sipping my Coke Zero so as not to distract her. Ah, I worked as a construction worker and a manager. Your grandpa worked as a construction worker. You met on a construction project. Did you two have a favorite song? No. Your grandpa never had a favorite song. He didn't even like listening to any music. He didn't like any music. The next week, the largest Klezmer festival in the world. The bus jerks up the mountain road, 
stuffed with tourists fighting for seats. Standing, I grasp a headrest. Outside us is desert, sand clouds and blazing yellow light. I never sent anything to the organizer, didn't even bring my guitar. So what was this summer for, if Grandpa didn't like music, if he couldn't listen now anyways? My hands squeeze the seat even more. Swat. We arrive just as night arrives, and I stumble to my hotel. That night, I lay awake in the raggedy room, watching dust bunnies flutter in the corners. And I talk into my recorder. I'm really tired. I feel like I'm running around with no stop, with no goal in mind, without a narrative, without a story. And spend the rest of the night crouched up, listening to interviews of Grandma. Grandpa would always sit by you at night. And you'd wake up at night and he'd feed you. We didn't want your mom to get tired. So Grandpa and I were always with you. Wait. One more time. Music for the soul. Grandma is saying klezmer is music for the soul. The next two days are spent in an endless slog, up and down the countless limestone steps, hot wind propelling me past ancient walls, alley-hidden synagogues, bright blue doors interviewing musicians in the day, hearing them play at night. And everyone I meet is convinced of Klezmer's power, like Noam and Orca. Because I think this music has magic inside it. Yeah, I would, I would say it's all heart music. I believe that music is a tool for connecting people. At first, the words seem cheesy, overwrought. But at the end of the final night, I'm standing in front of a stage. The crowds block every street in sight. My stomach rumbles and my hands feel sticky with sweat. But in front of me is playing Gaul, the clarinet player, with his band. And he plays a song.
festival ends. Crowds melt away, streetlights dim, and I walk back to my room, lock the door, and smile. Think of my grandpa, how he always played chess and flew kites, how wise and special he was. And I tear up just a little bit and smile even more. Back in my Tel Aviv apartment, I pick up my guitar again, start a new song from scratch, give up on writing lyrics to explain how I feel, and I realize what Matan meant. Why lyrics can have no words, how the voice can convey pure emotion instead. Because I'm composing a nagoon. Like music doesn't lie, you can't lie. It's always the truth. Music is always the truth. Sometimes it's corny. Sometimes it's uh, epic, breathtaking. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's incredibly sad. Sometimes it's like uh, deathly painful. The melody flies out in an hour. Maybe I can't play in front of a huge crowd or play the guitar perfectly because I can think of someone else who can hear this music. Someone who's hurting a million times more than me. And less than a day later, I finally have a complete song. For someone who never got to listen to this music, I have a complete klezmer song. A klezmer song for my grandma. Klezmer is still alive in Israel and around the world. New compositions from musicians like Gaul, Daniel, Noam, and Orca emerge every day. Yiddish cultural centers like Young Yiddish in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv host Klezmer concerts all the time. The tradition is alive and still evolving after 500 years. Бабуля, я тебя люблю. I hope I made you proud.
Надо оставаться человеком. Оставаться, самое главное.